welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Hello, my beautiful balanced ballerinas. Look, today's episode is a little different to usual. It's also my 50th episode. And I can't believe that the podcast has made it to 50 episodes. I'm quietly very proud. Look, this isn't the episode that I thought I'd be recording to celebrate hitting the big 5-0. But it's an important episode that pays tribute to the ultimate adult ballerina, my dear friend Kathy. Everyone who attends my adult ballet classes knows who Kathy is and uh, look, so do many of the children and parents at my studio. I'm smiling just thinking about it. So I guess there's not a part of my personal dance community that Kathy didn't touch with her elegance, grace and humour. But sadly, on the 11th of August this year, my dear friend passed away in the early hours of the morning. She was holding her husband's hand after her battle with cancer. Personally, I will be changed forever by Kathy. She taught me empathy and kindness and more recently what's truly important in life. So why am I putting myself through this for my 50th episode? Well, I'm doing this for myself. As everyone can probably guess, I process things via communicating whether that's a blog post or a podcast episode. I find structuring content and communication just really helps me, helps me understand the world around me. I'm also doing this episode for the dancers and dance teachers who have their own Cathy's in their orbit. Someone so pivotal to the culture and patchwork that makes our studios a home away from home. And finally, I'm doing it for Cathy. She loved the podcast and I asked her many times whether she would be a guest, to which she politely declined. And not because she didn't want to, but because she was too nervous. So I know she'd get an absolute thrill from an entire episode dedicated to her. Now, what I'm going to do is read you something that I wrote after two weeks of time spent visiting Kathy in palliative care. She was coming to the end of her life and I couldn't sleep one night, so I did what I love to do. I write. Now, if this brings up any strong emotions or you find yourself needing to talk to someone, please do. It's healthy and we all experience grief in one way or another. If you don't have someone around, please use Lifeline and give them a call on 13 11 14. Now, my gorgeous sister-in-law has experienced far too much grief recently 
and she so eloquently wrote this beautiful text to me that read, my heart may have broken, but it has also grown larger this year. And if my capacity for empathy has been deepened and I'm able to offer an ounce of support or love to you and your community, it gives me a little bit of peace and purpose to the loss that I've experienced. Mm, It's good, hey? I love that. And I hope you find as much comfort in those words as I did. So without further ado, Kathy, here's your episode. Dearest Kathy, it's 3.40 a.m. and I can't possibly go back to sleep knowing that you'll be awake right now. You told me that it's worse at night, unable to sleep, not knowing if you'll wake up the next day. And I can't stop imagining what that would be like. I want to come hold your hand. I'd never visited someone in palliative care until this past week. And I was planning on giving you some privacy and would have never come but our every other day reminiscing and back massages they seem to provide you some relief so as long as you keep messaging me and wanting me there I'll be there you've given me so much that this is the least I can do for you as I walk towards your room every time I'm trying to find the perfect thing to say as I enter What do you say to someone who has made such a huge impact on your life and now slips away with every passing day? All I can muster every time is, hello, beautiful. And I can just picture what you'd say if you knew I was awake worrying about you. Oh, Georgia, you have to deal with all us crazy adult ballerinas in the morning. Go back to sleep. We need you to be rested. But that's the thing, you won't be at class in the morning. You haven't been there for a few months now and it's been so difficult to keep your secret. I told you today that you're a pest for coming to every class for the past seven years because it means that not a single day goes by without someone asking about you. We've known for a while now that things weren't looking good, but as always, You didn't want to worry anyone. But today you gave me the permission that I needed to share with your friends at ballet where you really are, what's really going on and that you don't have much time left. I remember when you were first diagnosed with cancer, you sent me an email because you couldn't make it to your lesson and hoped that you'd cancelled early enough that someone could take your spot in the sold out class. Seriously, how could this email be any more of a testament to your character? You're diagnosed with cancer and whilst you mentioned how devastatingly shocking the news was, obviously, you were still worried about others and our stupid ballet class. But it's not stupid, is it? It brought us together. I remember your first ballet lesson. It wasn't actually with me, although I like to claim that it was. You showed up at the studio wanting some further information and the next day you were in the studio with one of my assistant teachers having a private lesson. You'd never done a step of ballet in your life and I remember watching through the window just how enthusiastic and patient you were. You have no idea how rare this attitude is. Enthusiasm and patience never usually go hand in hand. 
Enthusiastic students are usually in such a rush and you had the patience of a saint. Which is ironic because you had the least amount of time out of everyone in class and deserved to be a little impatient. But I guess when you started back then, almost seven years ago now, we didn't know you'd have such limited time in the studio. But my God, I'm glad for the amount of time you did have. Over the years, you've always told me how much the studio has changed your life. And I'll continue to reply with the fact that you have changed my life, Kathy. It's funny. In all this time, I've never got particularly close with clients. I would definitely call some my friends, but none that I'd invite to a private occasion. And it's not that I haven't ever come across anyone I'd want to be friends with outside the studio. You and I both know there are some incredible humans in our community. It's just that I've always liked to keep a professional manner and I think deep down I'm scared of being hurt. I will be changed forever by you and your ability to persist against my resistance to share anything personal pierced my usually tough client boundaries to become one of my closest friends. And you might be leaving this world, but you promised to come through somehow, even mentioning that you'll try come back as a young student in one of my classes with those beautiful feet and legs of yours. When I see them, I'll know. For years, I watched you walk ever so fashionably into the studio, three to four times a week. And your obsession with leotards and matching skirts. And remember those awful brightly colored ballet shoes you kept purchasing from China to match your outfits? Oh, reminded me of every young dancer discovering that leotards come in so many cuts and colors for the very first time. I remember your first trip to the block store. Like a kid in a candy store, you were sending me pictures of everything, asking me to help you choose what to buy. It was so fun because you had the naivety and spirit of a child, but the credit card of an adult. Your fiscal and practical nature certainly did not extend to your dance wardrobe. Now, I have some pretty dedicated clients who attend multiple classes a week, but you, you, Kathy, were the original our private lessons turned into gossip sessions, and before you know it, we were the best of ballet friends. Every time you visited a dance store, I'd receive pictures of your new purchases, and every time I went to a workshop or interviewed a podcast guest, I'd send you photos and videos before sharing with everyone else on socials. But whilst we shared an unra- unwavering love of ballet, we also shared our lives You fell in love with my naughty puppy from the moment you laid eyes on him and you even bought him a bloody children's tent because he's afraid of thunder and you'd researched ways to calm dogs during a storm. Apparently hiding in enclosed spaces work, according to you. You also know when I wanted to crawl into an enclosed space and despite my reluctance still to share details about my personal life or business, You always manage to get it out of me. When navigating the highs and lows of operating a small business from such a young age, you watched and guided me through the process, often saying, Oh, Georgia, you can't keep everyone happy. Please stop trying. 
And that's all you ever wanted for me, was to be happy. And when I was heartbroken, you'd shake your head in disbelief at the particular boy's stupidity. And when I found the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, a week didn't go by without you asking about our future together. What kind of house we wanted to live in, holidays we wanted to go on, the number of children we wanted and how much you wanted me to have a little girl so you could buy her ballet clothes. I'll never forget our last coffee date where that naughty puppy of mine, or should I say yours, because he obviously loved you so much more, sat so quietly and fiercely protective underneath your chair whilst you forced me to tell you every detail of my future wedding day because you wouldn't be there. Damn you for pulling the cancer card, Kathy. <laughs> After watching you hang on every word about the dress and the flowers and the cake and the guest list, which you would have most certainly been on, you took my hand and you told me that David, your husband, was the best thing that ever happened to you. He was your rock, your best friend and the love of your life. And you told me that Daniel was my David. And that even though I'm a strong, independent woman, there's nothing weak about holding on tight to a good-hearted man. You said all this with tears in your eyes, while sneaking bits of almond croissant to your little man under the chair. And when I said that dogs shouldn't eat ridiculously expensive baked goods, you told me to shut up and let him have it. This is what I love most about you. You are the epitome of grit and grace. In one breath, you are the most polite, elegant, and softly spoken woman I've ever met. And in the next breath, you'd say, what a crazy bitch <laughs> if a client treated me poorly. Gosh, you make me laugh. I'm going to miss you so very much. One of the most precious gifts that you ever gave me was your unwavering belief in me and my future. One time, I showed you a picture of a private dance studio with beautiful timber flooring and a floor-to-ceiling bookcase next to the bar. I explained that it existed in a $50 million home in Spain and you replied, you'll have one of those one day. Maybe not the $50 million home, but, you know, the custom home studio. Another time we were talking about our mutual love and obsession with Misty Copeland when you said, you'll get her on your podcast one day, Georgia, I just know it. I told you that you were crazy and you simply replied with, just make sure when it happens, you take me with you. Well, Kathy, I won't just be taking you to that interview one day. I'll be taking you into every adult ballet class that I ever teach for the rest of my life. I'll never forget your kindness towards new students and your generosity towards your friends and your ability to disarm even the most introverted of people, myself included. All qualities and skills that I hope to embody one day. You're always telling me how special I am and when I head into the hospital to visit you for the last time tomorrow, I'm going to make sure that you know how special you are. To not only me, but everyone in our dance community. From little girls who you'd go up to at concert time, 
and whisper encouraging words to fellow adult ballerinas that over the years consider you one of their dearest friends. You taught us all so much. The other day I conservatively calculated how many hours we've probably spent in the studio together and it came to 1,820 without including any additional workshops or retreats. It's truly unbelievable as it only feels like yesterday that we began our adult ballet journey together. Did you know that your last class was at the studio with live piano? Wearing your brand new Demi Point shoes, you couldn't stop smiling because you just discovered that you could buy satin flats to wear in class. And I can't believe that you only got to dance in them once. I'm absolutely heartbroken and an entire community is heartbroken. We all love you so much, so very much. And all I can say now is that shadows of your kindness will flicker across my studio walls forever. Thank you for everything, my beautiful balanced ballerina and my beautiful friend. Thank <laughs> you.